1: Amen. 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 God is so good. Amen. Praise the Lord, living hope. It's always a good day when you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Always a good day when you're in the house of the Lord. If this is your first time here this Sunday, I would like to just say to you, welcome home. Amen. Welcome home. We are excited that you are here with us today, and uh, if this is your first time here following this service, please don't rush off. Before we get a chance to meet you, shake your hand, give you a hug, get to know you a little bit, please don't rush off. We have a guest reception area. It's that center door. It's a closed door in the back. Trey, who just killed it leading worship, he's pointing at it. A few people looked. Everybody else kind of knows where it is. But if you didn't, it's right there where Trey's pointing. Stop by and let us uh, just get a chance to introduce ourselves to you. Also, if you uh, were unaware, tomorrow night is gym night. Come on, let's get excited about gym night. It is Grow Your Ministry night. Amen. If you are interested in how you can grow your ministry, please see Brother Trey, Brother Trey H- uh, Henderson, or Brother Brandon Harrison. They can give you some more information about some of the classes that are going on. But believe you me, you do not want to miss Gym Night. It's our first one ever, and I know it's going to be an incredible time together, growing our ministries, growing in the knowledge of God. Amen. Amen. Also, if this is your first time here today, I would like to just say that you really owe it to yourself to come back and hear our pastor preach. He is not with us today. He's currently out of town ministering, but he really is, and I don't think that this is an oversell. I think it's quite, honestly, it's an under-exaggeration, but he is probably the best preacher in the entire world. If not the best, he's a close second. I've not heard everybody, so I can't give them the outright first. I don't want to lie. I can't give them the outright first. I've not heard everybody. But I could almost guarantee is at least one or two. But we are truly blessed with the best here at Living Hope with both Pastor and Sister Valerie. I give honor to both of them and thank them for the opportunity and the trust to stand here before you all and deliver the word today. But amen. I truly believe that God has given me a word for today. I truly feel it in my spirit. I have, I have a confidence about the word today. Not in my abilities. You've heard me preach. There's not many of those, but I've got a confidence in the word today. Amen. And I believe that God still has something very special in store for us today. So if you have your Bibles, if you have them with you, would you turn with me to the book of the prophet Ezekiel? And we're going to go to chapter 37. We're going to go to verse number 1. And if you're there in your Bibles or you're reading it on the screen, say amen. Amen. The book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter number 37, verse number 1 says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out. In the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. Verse 2 And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there was a very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. See, I love Ezekiel's response. See, God is showing Ezekiel a literal death valley where it is full of bones. The way that I imagine it would be that he's standing here looking out in the midst of this valley, and he's not seeing any dirt, any growing thing, but it is just bones covering the ground. A valley full of dead, dry bones. And he asks Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel answers God with a a, a shocking faith that basically, it makes me think it was almost sarcastically answered. Like, if you know, you know. That's kind of how I picture it. If you know, you know. Anybody know? If you know you know. That's what he's saying to him. He's saying you know. I, I have the faith that, that you know if these can leave, if these these dry bones can live. But I really enjoy the NIV. The NIV captures respo- uh, Ezekiel's response. It says, "Sovereign Lord, you alone know." Continuing on to verse number 4, it says, "Again he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones." And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause a breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. Now, I feel led by the Holy Ghost today to try and speak to you all about the dry bone revival. Now, can we just all go to the Lord one more time in prayer night right now for the rest of this service? In Jesus' name, God, right now that you would have your way. God, that you would come in and move upon us in this place. God, that you would breathe the breath of life into this room right now. God, I pray that you would use me, Jesus, as a vessel for your spirit to flow in and through in Jesus' name. God, that for your mighty spirit to come and flow through. Lord God, it is not my glory, Jesus, but it is your glory alone. God, that your will would be done in our hearts. And in the name of Jesus, God, that your will would be done in our minds today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. See, the prophet Ezekiel is an interesting character in the Bible and lived during a very interesting time in the Bible's history. See, he was born during the time where the kingdom of Israel was split into a northern and southern kingdom. He was born during the reign of the good king, Josiah. See, Josiah is the one who brought a great deal of religious reform to the people of Israel by removing the worship of all other gods besides the one true living God, the God of Israel, the God Yahweh. Amen. The God of Israel is the only one that Josiah allowed to be worshipped in the tabernacle. But then, It's also interesting because as he was born and kind of grew up in this time as a small boy, he also lived during a time where the Babylonians were attacking in waves the kingdom of Judah. See, the first wave of overwhelming attacks happens in 605 B.C. and leads to a great number of people being taken captive and returning to Babylon. In that first wave, one of the captives is Daniel, which we know from such stories in the Bible as Daniel and the lion's den. But then the second overwhelming wave happens in 597 B.C. against Jerusalem. See, at this time, this wave, treasure was taken from the temple. And our character, that, are, that are, uh, this book of the Bible, is written by Ezekiel and other captives are taken in this second wave. And as Ezekiel, Ezekiel is still in captivity in Babylon in the, in, during the third and final attack in 587 B.C. where Jerusalem finally falls. It falls completely. But Ezekiel chapter number one, at the age of 30, the same year if he had been back in Jerusalem, he would have been, he would have been able to become a priest. Ezekiel's ministry starts See, as he sits on the edge of a riverbed, God opens Ezekiel's eyes and gives him a vision. God gives him a vision of God and his glory. And throughout the entire book, uh, throughout Ezekiel's ministry, God would speak and use Ezekiel in this way. He would give him visions, opening his his eyes and showing him visions of the things to come. Things of judgment and things of redemption. Which if you were to study out the Bible overall, it will show that Jerusalem was in a constant state of turning their backs away from God and falling into sin. And then by the grace and mercy of God, he would lead them out of bondage and out of sin. And and they were were led into greater things. See, and in this 37th chapter where, where we pull our text from today... In this 37th chapter, we see God is once again opening Ezekiel's eyes and giving him a vision. God brings Ezekiel into the midst of a valley. And in this valley is full of dead, dry bones. Dead, dried bones that are bleached by the the long exposure to the atmosphere. The bones that, that not only represented the lives that, that, that were, were from Jerusalem, but the lives that were disgraced, left unburied, to be picked at by the scavenging beasts and buzzards of the valley. See, apart from their presence in a living body, bones are dead. Dry bones are not only dead, though, but they are long dead. See, bones are what remain from a life past, and when, we, when dead, dry bones are the only remains, we give up hope about there ever being life again. But as we read, God turns and asks the question, can these dry bones live? See, one may be able to believe that a recently deceased person, someone that just just had passed away, might be able to come back to life. But no one expects bones to come back to life by all accounts with bones there is no hope there is no reason that there should ever be life living in these bones see there is no reason dead dry bones should ever live again because there was no hope left in those bones See, we need to realize, though, that Ezekiel did not have hope in dead, dry bones. But he had hope in a God. See, Ezekiel had hope in something that was higher than him. He had faith in a God that can do the impossible. He had faith in a God that can rise the dead. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. See, the Bible says very clearly and very plainly that we should not trust ourselves, but trust in a God who raises the dead. But the amazing thing happens after Ezekiel's response. God says in verse number 4, this is after his response saying, Thou knowest, God goes on in verse number 4. He says, Prophesy. He said, Prophesy unto these bones. He's telling Ezekiel, to prophesy. He's telling Ezekiel to speak. God told Ezekiel to speak. Speak to these dry bones and say unto them, "O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath. I will cause breath to enter into you. And ye ye shall live and I will lay tendons upon you and I will bring flesh upon you and I will cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord amen amen that he will put breath in you that he will cover you that he will put you back together And there will be life living in dead, dry bones in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then we will know that he is the Lord. And we will know that he is the one true God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And in verse 7 it says, this is his response now, Ezekiel's response. God says prophesy. God says speak. God says preach unto these dry bones. And now Ezekiel In verse 7, it says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. See, Ezekiel could only speak the message in full faith in God. See, he spoke as God commanded him to speak. He spoke with the words that God had declared and the words that were spoken. As those words were spoken, there was a noise in those bones. In the name of Jesus, see, this was the declaration from God that bones could never create life by themselves. And as the word was proclaimed, they received life. It wasn't that in the name of Jesus. It was the words that were spoken that brought life to the valley of dry bones. It was the words that were spoken by the prophet. See, God gave Isaiah the word, and it was once he spoke the word that the bones began to rattle. It was the speaking of the word. As the word was spoken, there was an immediate sound of revival, shaking and rattling in those bones. See, as the word of God was spoken... And that word that was spoken was life. Once life was spoken into those dry bones, there was a revival happening in those dry bones. So, you want to see revival of dead things? It's time to start speaking life into some into some situations. It's time to start speaking life into some dead dry bones. It's time to start speaking life. See, it says best in Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that eat bear the fruit thereof. See, God has given you the power in your voice to speak things that were once dead back into life. Hallelujah. With faith believing right now, look at your valley, look at the dead, look at the dry bones and speak, thus saith the Lord. In the name of Jesus, let's begin speaking life over our families right now. In the name of Jesus, let's begin speaking healing over sickness right now. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin speaking deliverance from addictions in the name of Jesus. Let's begin speaking life into the name. I hear a rattle right now. I hear a rattle. If your faith would arise just a little bit, I hear a rattle of dead, dry bones. There is life coming back into you. There is life coming back into your family. There is life coming back into your children. In the name of Jesus, there's revival happening. Oh, I speak life. I speak life. I speak life. I speak deliverance from addictions right now in the name of Jesus. I speak against drugs and pornography right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. God, I speak restoration and life into marriages. God, that I speak favor and life into your job. That I speak life into the valley of dry bones. no I speak... I'm speaking revival right now over dead, dry bones. Uh, the things that uh, even as it's being, hang on, hang on, hang on. Even as it's being spoken right now, I feel, the, I feel in the Holy Ghost an elevation of faith, but I also feel a pull and resistance. I'm, uh, we're looking at dead, dry bones. There's no way that a dead, dry bone will ever have life in it. You know how long this thing has been Here. You know how long it took for the decay, for the pulling away of flesh, for the dying of these old things? Do you know how long? There's no way there could be life in there. That is the enemy. That is the enemy trying to tell you. There's life in those bones. There's life in those bones. There's life in situations. Cancer is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Our children are going to be saved in the name of Jesus. People are coming back in the name of Jesus. We are going to see a revival and living hope in the name of Jesus. We're going to see our community changed because we are speaking life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Give God some praise right now. Hallelujah, Most. Thank you, Lord. As Ezekiel spoke, the sound of revival came from those bones. There was a rattle. There was a rustling in those dead, dry bones. There was a rustling in those bones as he spoke. Revival was stirring in those bones. And the scripture says that those bones began to come together the verse says bone to bone, huh. bone to bone, they began to assemble themselves, but it wasn't the, that they were just assembling, it wasn't just that they were rattling or, or being, being uh, noisy, but they were assembling in a perfect manner. They were assembling in a perfect manner because when God restores, because when God restores, he puts things back together the way that they were intended. He puts them back together perfectly. He puts them back together the right way because when God restores, he restores perfectly. In the name of Jesus, marriages that are at their breaking point, I want you to hear me right now. God can restore your trust. He can restore the love that you feel is missing. If you're hurting, God can take the pain. In the name of Jesus, if you're battling sickness or disease, God can heal your body. In the name of Jesus, God can heal your body. There is a renewal in the spirit that can happen today. In the name of Jesus, there is going to be a revival of dry bones today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I feel like I can see there's only about half with me. There is a revival in your situation today. There is a revival in the situation today. There is a revival in your marriages. There is a revival in your homes. Stop letting the enemy speak to you. Stop letting the enemy tell you that's not going to happen. Stop telling him there's no life. There is life in the name of Jesus. When you start with speaking life into your situation, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I feel like stopping right here, but I've got more. Let's just begin to give God praise right now in Jesus'
0: name. I God, let your
1: will be done now. God, let your will be done.
0: In
1: Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. See, I feel we could stop right there, and we could just have a shout-down service, but the Scripture doesn't stop there. It doesn't just stop with the the bone coming, coming back, rattling, and finding its way back to the other bone. Tendon, and muscle, and skin coming back to the bodies. It doesn't just stop there. But yet there was no breath in them. There was no breath in them. See, they were standing there, but they were still missing something. They had no breath. See, the spoken or preached word of Ezekiel brought back dry bones. It brought them back to life. But these things were still not yet alive. They had no breath. See, what I want you to understand, the preached word may stir something in you. The preach word may stir something in the atmosphere where bones may, may begin to rattle, where, where you may, may feel something. It may stir dead, dry bones into a revival. But without the breath inside, they are still dead. See, spiritually, a man may assume all the semblances and all the appearances of spiritual, yet have none. In the name of Jesus That you may look right, that you may dress right, that you may talk right, that you may even act right, but if there's no breath in the body, you are not alive. If there is no breath in that body, you're a dead man still. In Jesus' name. See, up until this point, the word caused a stirring of the bones. It caused an assembly of the bones. See, the flesh came upon those bones, and the skin began to cover the tissue. But it was still awaiting the breath of God. See, in verse number 9, we see God tell Ezekiel one more time. He says, prophesy. Ezekiel, prophesy one more time. But this time he says, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy unto the wind. See, another translation of this would say, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the wind. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. In Jesus' name, if you just allow me to elaborate One more second, one more second to elaborate. If we were to look at the Hebrew language, in the Hebrew language, the word breath and spirit are used interchangeably. They're the same word. So I'm going to read that scripture again, but I'm going to replace breath with the spirit. See, prophesy to the spirit, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind. Thus saith the Lord come from the four winds. O oh, spirit come. Spirit come and fill the slain that they might live. In the name of Jesus, speaking the word of the Lord can cause dead dry bones to come alive, but only the Holy Ghost The Holy Spirit brings life eternal. Oh, there was a stirring a minute ago. There was a stirring a minute ago, but now it's time for the Holy Ghost to do his work. See, we all woke up, we became a little stirred, but now it's time to live. God, I pray right now if we would all lift our hands. God, let your Holy Ghost, God, let your Holy Spirit flow throughout this place in the name of Jesus. God, that you have stirred us, but now, God, come change us. God, that you have stirred us, now come live within us in the name of Jesus.
0: In the name of Jesus.
1: See, we were dead to our sin, but we are brought back to life by the Holy Ghost. See, the Lord our God came down from heaven. He wrapped himself in flesh. He allowed himself to be subject to this world. In Jesus Christ's death, his burial and his resurrection was so that we could live again.
0: In the name of Jesus, in the name
1: of Jesus, by the repentance of our sins, by being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost, by the evidence of speaking in tongues. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but by the redemption works of the Holy Ghost, we are brought back to life. See, I want you to understand something. That dying and decaying churches can be revived by a word. But but they will miss the purpose of the church if they aren't led by the Spirit. And someone in the midst of a valley of dead, dry bones can be revived and feel good after a sermon telling you just speak life. But if it's left to only being that... And the Spirit doesn't fill that empty vessel.
0: It
1: will never be able to experience the everlasting life.
0: In the name of Jesus. In
1: the name of Jesus. If you're not standing, would you stand with me already? I'm about to open these altars i don 't almost see sister Naomi if you would just put up verse number eleven on
0: the screen for me please i don 't almost see
1: it says these bones are the people of Israel these bones are god 's people we are god 's people. the scripture says that our bones These bones, it says our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are cut off. In the name of Jesus, if our bones are dried up, if you are dead spiritually, if you are not able to feel the moving and the rattling of the Spirit or the moving of God, in Jesus' name, God is wanting to rattle your bones. And He's wanting to breathe life into you. In the name of Jesus, our hope is gone, it says. See, if you have nowhere else to turn, if you are at the end of your rope. If you are ready to give up. If you don't think that there's a way out.
0: In
1: the name of Jesus. The verse says if you are cut off. If you, if you, that you think that you are completely and utterly alone. If you think that no one sees you. If you think that God has forgotten about you, he hasn't. Because verse 12 continues and said, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, my people, I am going to open your graves and I am going to bring you up from them. I will bring you back into the land of Israel this promised land of Israel. He is going to pull you out of that grave and back into what he's promised you. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and I pull you out from them, I will put my spirit in you.
0: And I see
1: I will put my spirit in you and you will live
0: and it says it finishes with this you will know
1: that I the Lord have spoken and I have done it declares the Lord In the name of Jesus. If He said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So if your bones are dry, if you are a dead, dry bone, in the name of Jesus, if you have lost all your hope, if you are, are cut off and
0: alone,
1: I'm gonna open this altar. If you are lost, if you are broken, if you are hurting, there is a God wanting to breathe a restoration life back into you. That there is a Holy Ghost wanting to come and fill you and restore what is broken and heal. In the name of Jesus, this altar is open right now. i tell you, if you would come, if you, if you would come, those dry and thirsty bones...
0: Oh god. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11am Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com.
1: I'm going away.